everyone, thank you for joining me. This is Peter, aka Pad, your host, your boy, your creepy blah, 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 bro that's bringing you through the 31 days of dread. We're at day 22 already. We're going to talk Odd Thomas. And if you're not familiar with Dream Warriors and the 31 days of dread, this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October because we're celebrating Halloween because we love Halloween here we love the scares we love the candy I like those little popcorn ball things that some those are good I don't know what those are but those popcorn ball well, how come no one ever like made those retail like a manufacturer like hers or Lay's potato chips or something I love those little little I don't know what they are but I always enjoyed getting them my friends hated them I always ate I always thought they were good even though they were like they were homemade but uh, that's a little bit more thoughtful, but anyway, rock and roll. You already hear the creepy sounds. We got the music already there. I'm talking over the music right now, so we're just going to blur away. We're going to fade away. We're going ghost. I'm going ghost trip, but then we're going to come right back. So, Ah Thomas was one of the most depressing movies I watched uh, more, <laughs> for more than one reason. One of the reasons is that I had to Wikipedia this movie. I had to go a little bit down of a internet black hole uh, during uh, but I did have to put the laptop down because I wanted to, to track what was happening. I, was, I wasn't expecting this movie to be so detective-y. Uh, it literally is a detective story. I wasn't expecting that, so I did want to pay attention so I could connect the dots. Even though this movie has amazingly effective flashbacks to keep the story going, to, to keep us on track, and to get us to the next scene so we know the consequences. But the, the reason why it was depressing, because I was kind of expecting this movie to have some adulation. Uh, that's how much I was enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> as I'm watching it and uh, I don't know it's been around since 2013 uh, Odd Thomas has been available on Netflix I watched it on Amazon Prime uh, it's been in the ether okay it's it's been sitting there waiting to get uncovered again five years later and I feel like I'm the only one that knew what the hell he was watching uh, when uh, when this movie started uh, to understand what the ideas were, what the intent was, and yeah, and I mean like the ideas with like the characters and, and exactly how the movie was played out, okay, how it was designed, uh, because like we we do deal with design in film and television, uh, okay, uh, for TV it's showrunners, for television it's it's directors, and. You know, like, we we have individuals with creative power that do inflict their vision and tone and character arcs uh, into the story. And sometimes, you know, that stuff comes first. And then uh, the property wraps itself around uh, this these ideas and this momentum. Uh, you know, that, like, that's a lie how the, how the creative process works. And, and this is how movies... Can some of them can take 20 years to come to the big screen? I think that model is waning and dying. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna have like things like development hell like we did uh, up until like modern history. Uh, you know, like is Odd Thomas somewhat of uh, is it a symbol for that? Is it a precursor? It potentially could. Um, Tom Odd Thomas could be the beginning 
of the end of development hell and and by that i mean that this movie easily uh you can just tell from the servers went through issues went through issues with a release went through the issues of ending up at a distributor becoming available okay and but it's here and we can stream it and it's it's hollywood quality it's it is a hollywood movie it the, these are the production standards uh unparalleled in the rest of the world and and, and this is why the american film make, making community uh will now and forever be the best in the world consistently consecutively uh unmatched okay look if the american film industry can fight off the rise of japanese uh entertainment anime uh, the invasion of P- Power Rangers and Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. Sure, some of those uh, shows confused the conversation. Akira confused the conversation. Uh, there was a lot of manga and anime that seemed like the next obvious step was that Japan was going to make movies and destroy the U.S. Destroy us. It didn't happen. There's a couple of reasons around that. Uh, I've spoken about it before. And we're not going to get into it. But look, hey, everyone that's still with me, I'm Peter. I'm your boy. It's AKA Pad. You know how to find me because I plug myself every episode. It's AKA Pad on the Twitter and the Snapchat where I do one original theme a day. And sometimes they're self empowerment. Sometimes they're cooking recipes. Sometimes it's just me with Dallas. Sometimes I'm going through a book or reading poetry. These are the things I do on the Snapchat. Uh, Instagram, right now, it's October. So that means it's Inktober. And we're doing one drawing a day at AKA Pad 13. Not only one drawing, it's one time-lapse drawing and one clip and or something else. Because so I post in threes. And then you can monitor all of the 31 Days of Dread on Twitter, AKA Pad, and on Instagram and my Facebook, AKA Pad 13. Just be on the lookout. It's either AKA Pad or AKA Pad 13. And as you can guess, the website is akapad.com, Etsy, Patreon. Uh, there's links to my eBay store. There are so many ways to support me and fund this original content to keep all of us going because hey, the show's growing. Uh, I have so many more listeners. Thank you. So, it really means a lot to me. Uh, maybe the message and the idea of Dream Warriors is getting through to uh, an audience, meaning that hey, we're all about the Dream Warriorites, the Dream Warriors, all of you. We're about long form film conversation we're about not liking a movie but later maybe liking it we're about letting a movie sit in in our gut for 10 plus years and get back to it and see where it is we're about regular film and entertainment pop culture conversation these things change okay a good movie tomorrow may not be a good movie today or a good movie yesterday may not be a good movie today and vice versa. But anyway, so uh, why is Odd Thomas important? Odd Thomas was a is a Steven Somers movie I hadn't watched. Okay, so the previous day, yesterday, right? Day 21, Deep Rising. Okay, a few days before that, we did Van Helsing. A year before that, we did The Mummy. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did The Mummy Returns. I'm not sure we did The Mummy. and But if we're talking about The Mummy Returns, we're discussing The Mummy. Okay, so we, we've done almost every movie by this guy. Uh, other than um, uh, The Jungle Book. 
maybe okay because he did a version of the jungle book and uh you know we we haven't done gi joe rise of cobra and look i make so many uh i feel like i constantly defend to make arguments for gi joe rise of cobra but if you ever saw a gi joe cartoon from the 80s and and if you saw rise of cobra you would say oh okay that's a cartoon as a movie where we have underwater uh headquarters and submarines and we have a uh you know a facility in the middle of a desert uh, that's that's somehow for military operations and it's it's tr- strategically placed <laughs> which i think they call the pit uh the, the gi joe base in the movie is called the pit which is kind of weird because you would think cobra would have the pit because it would be like viper pit well uh whatever uh, yeah, and do do we have ridiculous action and and Eiffel Towers collapsing and ninjas fighting and backstories and and weird histories? We have all of this stuff. We have betrayal. We have in- infiltration. I don't know. GI Joe Rise of Cobra is literally GI Joe, and GI Joe Retaliation is the same. Uh, it's it's a little bit heartbreaking that they could not continue that franchise with bruce willis and the rock uh, it seemed so obvious and they, they easily could have brought back um you know chaining tatum chaining uh, tatum chaining uh as duke hauser in that but either way look ah uh, thomas is frustrating because i started to go into some of the these reviews um you know like I, i'm just going to go right into wikipedia right now as i'm talking to you i i didn't bring anything up uh, before I sat down, because I just wanted, I, I wanted to do a brain dump. I wanted to discuss this movie. Um, you know, I'm going like the plot. Do you, do we care about the plot at this point? Ten minutes into the episode, so I Thomas is he's a that's his name. Uh, the movie has is deep on narration, and because of the the structure of the movie, the story and the narration, it literally feels like it's a TV pilot. And I wouldn't be surprised if they they thought that during making it because it does seem a little, you know, that's that seems to be the the, the product intent, like as of the the finished product. Uh, so the narration and all this stuff makes it feel like a TV show. But Odd Thomas is the guy's name. Uh, as you know, it's based, also based on the Dean Koontz novel. I, I'm pretty sure the novel also has the uh, title as uh, Odd Thomas. And he can see things, so he can kind of see dead people and talk to them and and find out their killer. So he's like a supernatural investigator. Now his mother had the same abilities; she's not around anymore. And you sometimes he'll sometimes run into people with the same abilities. And when you have this ability, you can kind of see um, these like invisible demons that feed off of like fear and horror like just real world horror so they're always around like disasters and murders and things like that because they feed off of it and they need it in massive quantities so but the demons can't know that you see them because they'll kill you and they establish that too in a flashback so okay so it's obvious what's happening we're going to have a like somewhat of a reverse murder mystery because he starts seeing these invisible demons uh, what are they called? They're called, um, oh, jeez. What? I wrote them down. Uh, Boudet. They're called Boudets. I'm watching a movie with invisible creatures called Boudets. But the effects and the designs, everything about these creatures is just top notch. 
It is so freaking cool. So this movie has amazing production quality, amazing special effects, top top of the line music. That our, our music is brought to us by uh, John. Uh, I can never swear, sweetheart, John Sweetheart. Uh, I can never pronounce names on this show. And so this movie fires in all cylinders. It has a production budget of $27 million. Box office $1.1 million, uh, which is, is beyond my understanding. I'm not even sure. So this movie never really had a release. It kind of just seems like it went straight to digital. Uh, this movie easily could have been a $50, $60, $70 million movie. This movie could have carried on with word of mouth. Uh, this movie has strong female, strong male uh, characters that everyone that could appeal to everyone. The, the girl in this movie is phenomenal. And and Thomas and this girl have this relationship that you want. Like you want relationships like that are like in uh, Thomas. And this is where it's a little Gil- Gilmore Girls. Or, uh, I, I won't even say Dawson's Creek. Because I think Gilmore Girls is a hyper dumbed down version of Dawson's Creek. But it's definitely the type of... Uh, quick conversation. They call it Josh Whedon talk, but it's it's the the quick quippy conversations that are kind of people always say perfect things to one another, and that's that's the relationship uh, Thomas has with his girlfriend. And then we have William Defoe. He's a the sheriff of the town. He knows about uh, Thomas's abilities, and they kind of collude together so they can put people away because uh, Thomas always creates these wacky situations for him and the police. Again, this the setup for the show is amazing. It's set in this like town. It's like you know, it's like this old like New Mexico, uh, Texas town, and it's set there because Thomas cannot live in a highly populated area because he'll see too many of these invisible demons and they'll target him. And you know, like even that's explained, which I thought was super intelligent. So this movie has. Uh, like a series of revelations, of discoveries, of violence, of gore, that it just seems like fun and natural. Uh, and look, it's hard to say gore and fun in the same phrase, but I just mean like it doesn't have the the gravity of reality, meaning that you you know like it's used for dramatic effect rather than a visceral effect. And again, it's a thumbs up home run on that. Now. It's been a while since I teared up during a movie, but this movie literally made me tear up uh, at the end. And Steven Somers perfected the ending from Van Helsing. He found a way to get that ending through. Now, one of the big criticisms for Van Helsing was that uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing character doesn't really come off as a person, and the girl in that doesn't. And there maybe should have been a closer relationship between him and the girl, and maybe some of the opportunities to draw those two characters together were squandered. I really don't care. Rain Helsing has the best movie design for a werewolf ever. Uh, the movie's awesome. It kicks ass. I'll take the action over the relationship stuff any day of the week. Because the girl's really hot, and so is Hugh Jackman. So why wouldn't they love each other as soon as they... Like, do we need exposition? They love each other. They're they're models in, in like, 13th century Transylvania. But, okay, so... This movie has such a powerful ending. It's so impactful. I literally felt for the character. And and I... You, everyone knows. I'm like, the hell... 
with spoiler talk. Who cares? Talk about spoilers. I can't not, I can't, just can't do it with this movie. I love this movie so much. Uh, I'm maybe the only person that loves this movie because if I just go into the reception, uh, Brian Tarico of RogerEbert.com gave it one and a half stars, calling it a film that's going through the motions with too little character style or atmosphere, atmosphere to keep it engaging. Those are the elements that drew me into the movie. What are we doing here? Variety said is neither witty nor macabre enough to pull off Kuntz's balance of elements in cinematic terms. I don't know. Um, did did Dennis Harvey Variety read the book before he saw the movie? Um, I don't like. I'm, I came in off the top of my head. I don't even know the 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 style of Dean Kuntz. I really don't know. Is he just another Stephen King? No clue. I'm, I'm sure most people can't answer that. Uh, he continues. So it winds up coming off as just another CGI-laden ride that's once overstuffed and undernourished. I don't know what that means. What is overstuffed? Uh, overstuffed with what? There, there's CG in the beginning and kind of like towards the end. But there, there's a whole middle of the movie where they're they're putting things together. They're solving problems. They're trying to figure out the mystery. Okay, because this is a little bit Scooby-Doo. Uh, John DeFore of the Hollywood Reporter found the script. He he found the script felt rushed, and while the case was enjoyable, Odd Thomas doesn't just doesn't leave us with much desire to return there. This movie ends with me wanting Odd Thomas to go into boss mode and redeem. Redeem and make right on the wrongs that were kind of done to him during this movie. Yeah, it makes you want the character to to have a good day. You want this guy to have a good day by the end of this movie. And you want him to go on adventures. You want him to help people because you like the character Odd Thomas. He's a very likable character. Uh, Drew Taylor of for IndieWire gave the film a B. Called it the best Dean Koontz adaptation. Uh, by a fairly considerable margin. Uh, Drew, I, I agree. I can't think of any other Dean Koontz adaptations. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I, I would say I agree with that. So this, uh, it debuted at number six, taking 50, uh, 53,035 screens. This movie opened on 35 screens. This movie was dumped. And I'm pissed for it because this was a, a the comeback movie that Steven Somers could have uh, used. Uh, it, he this comeback movie could have driven him right back into the dark universe working with Team Cruise. Uh, this movie not being paid attention to angers me because it is a well constructed piece. Uh, this movie sees the elements through. Okay, if you don't respond to what's happening in this movie, I don't know if it, not only are you not much of a film critic. You're not much of a person because this movie, um, again, speaking of what horror adapts into, it adapts to our DNA. You're not much of a person if these uh, what you see before you during this movie doesn't appeal to you. And I don't know, everyone, the, 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 if there's something that needs attention paid to in all of the 31 Days of Dread, this is it. And this might be my favorite discovery thus far of the 31 Days of Dread. Um, I don't know. Look, 
I can't really go any further. I feel like I'm going to start cursing. But watch this movie. If you can, purchase this movie. Just find a way to buy this movie. Vote by your dollar. Okay? Leave reviews for this movie. Vote. Vote by your dollar. Vote by your time. But it's Peter. And, and, and uh, yeah. I just wanted to say my name. Peter. But look. Do that. Okay? Vote. <laughs> Go out there and vote for Odd Thomas. It's Peter. A.K.A. Pad. Ya boy. Signing out. Have a great day until day 23. And you know what tomorrow is going to be? Oh, holy crap. We have it. Your prayers have been answered. Wrapping up. Wrapping up the monster reboot arc. That kind of came out of Van Helsing. But we're going to go back to the 80s. And we're doing Monster Squad. We're going to talk about that. What that movie is. What that movie does. It literally is probably the best set of teenagers in any 80s movie. Sorry, sorry, Goonies, you guys lose to the kids in uh, Monster Squad. Because you know what? Those kids actually did something. They killed monsters. That One kid kills a monster with a shotgun. So shut up. Keep going. Rock and roll. I'm thinking of y'all. Dallas is here at AKA. <laughs> Dallas's IG should be AKA Dallas. But no, Dallas, my cat, my brother. My co-pilot. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Diamond Dallas Cat. Look him up. Give him a like. Give him some comments. Show him some love. Until Monster Squad Day 23. I gotta go. I got some things to do. I got. I got maybe hit the gym. Let's go work out. <laughs>